0: afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday. Finally. End of the week. Heading into the weekend. I hope you guys have fun stuff planned for the next few days. Uh, Only uh, a little over a week uh, till we're in Green Bay. It's going to be exciting stuff, people. Hope you follow along when I head to training camp. Green Bay. Get ready. Coming for you. Uh, While I'm in Green Bay, I'll definitely be visiting my good friends over at Ticket King. That's right. Ticket King has been based in Wisconsin since 1992, and they're staffed with experienced, friendly, and knowledgeable folks that can help you with anything Packers ticket-related. They also partner with local Green Bay businesses for tailgates and bus transportation to the games. They are open on game day for last-minute tickets, upgrades, and they even have a drive through window. Make sure you check out Ticket King. You can find a link to their website in the description of this video, or you can use the Cheesehead TV app. Check out the schedule on the app, and you will find links to every single game, both home and away. Ticket King. They're your friends. They're your family. They want to help you get to the game. Check them out. You should also check out the official Green Bay Packers yearbook. That's right. We're thrilled once again to be partnering with the official yearbook of the Green Bay Packers. Just head to PackersYearbook.com and use promo code CHTV for 10% off your yearbook. Packersyearbook.com. Promo code CHTV. For 10% off. It's a momentum. You love it. A memento that you can keep forever. About what is shaping up to be. What I think is going to be a fascinating season. Special? All-timer? I don't know. But it's going to be fascinating. There's zero doubt about it. And there's also zero doubt about the fact that. I suspect you. Dear diehard Packers fans. Are somewhat like me in the sense of our next topic in our positional preview series, which is, yes, the wide receivers. The wide receivers is what we will be talking about today. I've got wide receiver fatigue. I got to admit it. it, This is the position that has been under the most scrutiny without question since, especially the trade of Devontae Adams, no doubt since the draft and the injection of new blood. And we've heard Aaron Rodgers talk about production versus potential, and we've seen a million pieces of content created around this group, so I won't belabor this too much, but I do want to highlight each guy, as I've done with each kind of position, Um, starting with Alan Lazard, back in the fold on his one-year deal, coming off a year that saw him snag 40 receptions, 513 yards, and eight touchdowns, all career highs. He averages just over 13 yards per catch in his career, which I found a bit surprising. Um, And I think it's interesting. People tend to forget, I I suspect, that he was snagged off the Jaguars practice squad back in 2018, another feather in the cap for their personnel group. Obviously, it took a little longer for him to make uh, the impact that, say, maybe Razul Douglas did, um, another guy that they got off a practice squad. But that's that's some good scouting right there by your pro personnel group. Uh, But Lazard no doubt will be a monster part of this offense, both as a receiver and as a blocker in the run game, doing some of that goon work as Matt likes to call it. Um, really excited for the potential for a big year from Alan Lazard. Then we have Randall Cobb, another veteran on his second stint in green Bay coming off a year where he caught 28 passes for 375 yards and five touchdowns. That's his fewest amount of receptions since his rookie year, which is kind of crazy. Um, Obviously he's back in the fold, but the one of the reasons I think if you gave, you know, some people and personnel some truth serum and asked, you know, why did you move on in the first place? It was his inability to stay on the field. And now he's coming off a year where he wasn't able to stay on the field. Obviously that core muscle injury sidelined him for a number of weeks. Um, But I'm telling you, he can still be very effective in Matt Lafleur's offense. Look at the games against the Steelers and the Rams. That Rams game in particular is basically a blueprint on how you want to use Randall Cobb in this offense, whether it's angle routes, choice routes, stuff out of the backfield, pre-snap motion. There is a multitude of ways that you can get him the ball and he can be really effective. Um, And look, you got to think that's going to be one of the kind of forward movements right in this offense after post Devontae, so to speak got to get randall involved early and often Uh, newcomer but a veteran sammy watkins in the fold on a one-year deal which is essentially pretty damn cheap i know it was touted as a four million dollar deal but i mean essentially it's three hundred thousand dollars and then we'll see what he does incentive wise even if he i mean It's kind of crazy to think about, but I know Rob put this out there that he could be a potential, a surprise camp cut if, say, everyone else shines, right? I don't think that's likely, but it's not impossible, especially given the contract situation. He's had over 5,000 yards in his career, 34 touchdowns, but he has missed 19 games due to injury since 2018, and look at props to Sammy though, uh, his locker room availability during the off season, he was, uh, he hammered that home, how important it was and how seriously he takes the idea that he has to stay on the field. He has to stay healthy and he's trying to do everything he can to make that happen. Um, I'm telling you though, I know people are down on him because of the lack of production in Baltimore, I see a guy who still has a lot of the athletic ability, the explosiveness, the stuff that made him the fourth overall pick back in 2014. He's back with his position coach from back in Buffalo in Green Bay. I think it sets up really well for him. And I think this offense, what he's going to be asked to do, a lot of times I suspect you'll see him singled up on the backside of a formation where they you know, flood one side and keep him soloed up on the backside. I think that's, it's going to be fun to watch. Speaking of fun to watch, you got Christian Watson, the rookie The Packers jumped up big time in the second round to snag him uh, coming off a year that saw him catch the ball 43 times for 801 yards with seven touchdowns. Second round pick for the Packers first team, all MVFC. I just like saying that. Um, it's interesting going and kind of looking at the draft coverage, both leading up to the draft and after the draft and how many people comp this kid to MVS, which I understand. I get that comparison. But I think Christian has the capability, the potential to be way better than MVS. Um, I think he's got a lot more wiggle to his game, a lot more explosiveness, um, and I think the potential to do a lot more. And I think MVS improved in that regard, as as especially the last two summers in camp. He was showing stuff that we had not seen at all in his game the first couple of years in Green Bay. I think Christian's got the the, the potential to, you know, showcase a lot more right out of the gate. Now, obviously, he's got to do the work, and he's got to get the opportunities, but the potential is there. And speaking of potential, another rookie, Romeo Dobbs. I love this kid. I absolutely adore his tape, and I cannot, for the life of me, believe that the Packers got this guy in the fourth round. The fact that he's a day three pick absolutely blows my mind. It does not match what you see on tape at all you see at least a day two guy. No question about it. Packers got him in the fourth round. Um, Coming off a year, 80 receptions, over 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. I think he has the chance to be productive right away and to be involved right away. Now, a lot of that's going to depend on his work in camp, how consistent he is, how he takes to Rodgers at the line of scrimmage, the adjustments and all of that. He's got to do that work. But, man, sky's the limit for this kid. I'm telling you. And then we have Juwan Winfrey, a uh, veteran holdover coming off a year with eight receptions and 58 yards. His first NFL action. He was originally a sixth-round selection for the Broncos back in 2019. He did have two fumbles last year. Uh, one was, luckily enough, just went, went right out of bounds. But it is something that he's the literally the only receiver who fumbled the ball last year. Can't have it. Can't put the ball on the turf. I will say, he has looked really promising and really good in camp the last two summers. But you got to do it when the lights are on and it's prime time. And he had a bit of a up and down performance, I think, down there in Arizona that week eight game. You do have to take into account that they literally didn't practice that whole week. So you take that for what it is. But um, he looks the part. He certainly got the ability. He's just got to be consistent with it. Then we have Malik Taylor, a guy who I really rooted for his first uh, few seasons there um, when the Packers picked him up. He did not come to play last year. Let's put it that way. Um, not really able to get off the field on the field as the year went on. Only two catches for 14 yards. He had one of the more boneheaded plays of the season uh, against the Bears, where he fielded a kick, which most likely was going to head out of bounds. And I have no idea, but uh, the Packers ended up starting on the five yard line on that Sunday Nighter. Just uh, doesn't bode well for Malik. Now, he had a lights out preseason last year. Uh, Led the entire NFL in production, but we all know what the preseason means. Absolutely nothing. Uh, And then finally, another draft pick. We got Samari Torre, 46 receptions, 898 yards, and five touchdowns in his final year of college there at Nebraska. He tied a Nebraska record with five 100-yard games, so he's got some production. And that's at Nebraska. It's not exactly wide receiver U. Um, Seventh-round selection for the Packers. He'll have to make his bones on special teams. No question about it. Now, that doesn't mean that he won't be given opportunities and that he can't make the most of them, but has to make his bones on teams. And then finally, the undrafted free agent out of Wisconsin, the Badger himself, it's Danny Davis, coming off a year that saw him catch the ball 38 times for 478 yards and two touchdowns. He has excellent hands. Uh, he's a he's a catching machine, only one drop this past year. Uh, who knows? You never know. The Badger maybe makes good. We'll see. Um, Doesn't bode well. You see it right there. He's wearing number 20. And remember what Rogers was kind of joke, half joking about on um, it was McAfee last year about guys with non-position skill position numbers that they're, you know, that they haven't asked for never bodes well, never a number, a great uh, kind of indicator of where you stand in the pecking order. Uh, But we'll see, we shall see what he does with his uh, opportunities. And there you go. That's your uh, kind of group here. It's a disparate collection, a lot of potential, got to do the work. That's going to be fun, I think, watching this kind of mishmash group come together. And I do think the need to lean into the scheme with this group is going to be uh, fun. And it's going to be uh, fun to watch how Matt tries to kind of take advantage of whatever defense they're facing week by week and which skill sets he tries to feature and take advantage of. Really excited about all that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So, set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello to everybody in the comments. Good to see everybody. Big B is here. What's up, Big B? How you doing? Coming off a great day of trivia yesterday. Congratulations. Hope I see you at 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock Central. Uh, and everybody else, too. Hope I see you there at uh, Cheesehead TV Trivia to wrap up the week uh, in a little under or over 45 minutes from now. What else we got in here? We got, oh, what's up? Twitch is in the house. Brett, how you doing on Twitch? Good to see you. Buddha, thanks for being there, buddy. Holding it down over on Twitch. I like it. I like it. Dave, thanks for the super chat. Appreciate it. Anyone else notice how enormous Mike Neal's arms look in recent pics from the Packers? Uh, He's on the bus tour, right? Yeah, no, I haven't really, uh, haven't really noted, but I haven't looked at many of the pictures. I saw Scott Wells addressing some group today, and he has a big old beard. He looks like a lumberjack. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Ed, thank you for the Super Chat, bud. After the playoffs this year, I do not want to hear John Coltrane say it over and over again. Just want to bang that drum. High hopes for the season. That was a very musically adept Super Chat. Thank you, Ed. Right there with you, by the way. I share... All of those sentiments. Uh, you got to think about how well they play. All play the all play on special teams. Yeah, very much, very much so. Sly. Although, obviously, when it comes to Christian Watson, I think yes, he needs to contribute, but I don't think that's where he's going to uh, need to make the team. Um, I think he's his draft position and the fact that what they gave up for him, he'll have a pretty long leash. Now, you know, he's done some return work. And it'd be fun to see him back there and see if they give him a chance back there. I mean, a lot of the Packers stalwarts throughout the years have done that, whether it's Robert Brooks, Antonio Freeman, you know, they've they've all been returners. So I'm I'm down with that idea. Can't wait. William Saunders, what's up, man? Thanks for checking out the stream. Appreciate it. (laughs) Clayton, when does Green Bay say psych on the Tay trade and we get him back? Clayton, I got some bad news for you, buddy. Sorry about that. What's my guess on Watson's contributions this year, Eric? This sounds suspiciously like a fantasy football question that I am happy to ask. Big part is what happens in this upcoming stretch here uh, during training camp. Um I think if he proves that he's up to the task of absorbing the playbook and getting on the same page with Rodgers as far as what's being presented checks wise and reading defenses and things of that nature, I do think he could, you know, he could crack a pretty heavy contribution in the rotation sooner rather than later, let's say, you know, uh, wouldn't be surprised if he got five, 600 yards, a couple touchdowns throughout the season for the season. Right. Um, that's probably the high end. I don't expect him to come and light the world on fire. It's a, it's going to be a big jump for him. Um, but uh, he's got all the talent in the world. And if he does the work, I like his chances, no doubt. What's up, Soder? Good to see you, buddy. hmm Is anyone else here a big Packers fan? I am. <laughs> Golden Retrievers, a pack of Beavers, or these wide receivers? <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. I wonder, can I add this now? I think I can. Hold on, guys. I got to do something real quick. My computer hates me at the moment, but I think I can do this. If the stream ends abruptly, forgive me, but I think I got it here. Oh, no, I don't. All right. Never mind. Never mind. My bad. My bad. Oh, Maybe I have it here. Hold on, guys. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Um. Yeah, no. There it is. All right. Cool. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, LiveX intruding on my life, um, but as I was saying, yeah, they got to do the work. Christian Watson's more like Javon Walker than MVS. I'm down with that. I'm down with that comparison. I actually think he reminds me of James Lofton more than anybody else. Long Strider, very, very similar. Any pepperoni on that pizza tonight? Not tonight, Oz. I had it earlier this week, but not tonight. Tonight I'm with the girls, and it's all cheese all the time. When will they bring back Jeff Janis back? (gasps) Never. never. (laughs) Michael. Close. Hashtag Nagler the Appleton East Goat QB. Except I didn't go to East. I went to Appleton West. My dad taught at East. But I played at West. And I only played one year. And I was terrible. But I do kind of miss it, man. That feeling of like getting on your bike with all your pads and putting your helmet on the handlebar and then riding across town to practice. Then you do the practice and then you're done. You and the guys take the pads off and you hang out and have a soda. And you go to maybe, you know, go home on your bike, carrying the pads over your shoulder. It was a time, man. That was a time. I kind of miss that stuff. Hey, Nags, what are your thoughts on defenders wearing single digit numbers, yay or nay? I mean, I'm fine for guys expressing themselves if they like it and that's what they want. It's awesome. But I, as a viewer, it, it, it absolutely befuddles me. Like, I'm a, why is a punter out there? Oh, it's a defensive back. Like, I know, I think Tom Brady said something about it, how it kind of messes with him. Um, and it's just for someone, if you've been, you know, in football or watched football for decades, and there there have been, you know, hard not, I mean hard and fast but pretty strict rules about which positions could wear what and now it's just like the wild west guys can do whatever they want and again I'm fine I'm the yes please guys should be able to pick their number I I'm, I got no problem with that but yes as a viewer it like it does take me aback and kind of confuse me for a second there's no doubt about that thankfully I'm not the one who has to read the defense and think oh well, there's number 9 you know what does that mean is that a, is that a safety is that a corner is that a linebacker is it a dropping defensive lineman? Like, I don't know. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, which Green Bay Packers player do you think will stand out during training camp? Romeo Dobbs. Tell the girls that Oz says I have pepperoni. I like it. Why didn't Tom Grossi get his stats shown such an oversight? Ah, truly. Truly. Um... Uh... <laughs> What do you know about Amari? What do you know that we don't know? I don't know anything. Um, just forgot to upload his thing. I, to, wow, I might have that. God, there's two things. Two things here. I got to go get. No, I I don't have his card. Where the hell did it go? I made one. Hmm. I don't know anything other than I know he didn't get many opportunities last year. And I know there's been a lot of discourse. Across the Internet this offseason about, you know, oh, he was bad or, he you know, he was disappointing. And I don't buy any of that. I mean, we're parsing words here. Um, Yeah, I just don't think he got a chance, especially once they traded for Cobb. It was over, you know, didn't really get any opportunities. What do you have, like four catches on the season? Um, I'm excited for his potential. The one issue is the amount of guys that they have that can play in the slot. Which is essentially, when he was drafted, most likely what they were thinking. Like, we got a guy for the slot. Well, now they got a bunch of guys for the slot. So that doesn't really help in the sense of getting him more opportunities. But I do think he is going to, maybe not surprise people, but I do think he's going to bounce back in a big way. And I do think we're going we're gonna to see what the Packers saw in him when they drafted him in the third round, when Brian jumped up for him. No question. Does Winfrey have a chance at the 53? A long one, Oz. I think a long one. I think he's got to have another really strong camp and probably more than that. Um, Now, it depends on what the other guys do, right? Like, he could have a strong camp and say everyone else disappoints. Well, I still think, you know, there's a good chance that Watson and Dobbs are on the 53. But, um, you know, if he balls out and contributes on teams, he'll probably be in the conversation. But I think the the odds are long. Let's put it that way. Watson taking slot snaps from Amari. Brady, I think they'll use Watson all over the uh, – they'll use him all over the formation. They're everybody, I think. I think there's not a guy in this squad, on this gr- in this group, that won't take snaps in the slot. Um, that doesn't mean they're all slot receivers, but I think they're going to mix and match a lot, especially if week to week, depending on whoever they're facing. Um, but yeah, that's, it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of juggle that and whether they can utilize like Randall Cobb or Amari Rogers or whoever on the perimeter a little bit more than maybe they would have otherwise. All right, buddy. I'm gonna have to get going. Can't thank you guys enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the cheese TV, social channels, please do me a monster favor, hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then join me at six Eastern five Central for the latest edition of Green Bay Packers trivia right here on Cheesehead TV. Hope to see you there. Otherwise, have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Please, please tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we're devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Have a good weekend, everyone.